Our first reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope is for you unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received a sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that He will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on, your be- on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise to the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 26. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming. The Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you have the poor with you always, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for my burial. Truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me? If I deliver him over to you. And they said to and they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment he sought opportunity to betray him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is Psalm six that we sang a few minutes ago. Here again these words. Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. Lent is a journey, and we begin that journey tonight, Ash Wednesday. 
We journey with our Lord to the cross and deal with the forgiveness of our sins. Each Wednesday on this journey this year, we will reflect upon the Lord's death and what it means to sinners like you and me. Now, it would be easy to make a journey as far as a journey goes, you know, a trip down memory lane, the stroll through the story of Jesus' life that we've heard so many times before. We'll hear again the familiar story of his arrest and his trial and his crucifixion. But Lent has a dual focus. First, it reflects on Christ's passion and death. We will hear that again. But second, it is a time of learning and spiritual renewal through the Word of God. On this journey, we're going to learn about God's mercy for lost sinners, lost sinners like you and me. We're going to hear about God's gift of forgiveness that he gives to us in confession and absolution. In the early church, the season of Lent was for those preparing to be baptized and receiving their final instructions before baptism. Here in Psalm 6, this psalm is one of David belonging to the penitential psalms. And each week, we'll consider one of those penitential psalms. Now, the word penitence or penitential is related to another very Lutheran word, repentance. What is repentance? Repentance is turning away from our sins and to Christ and his forgiveness. The word repent literally means to turn around and go in a different direction. Because we've been going down the wrong road. And admit it, guys, you do that every once in a while. That's why in driver's training they teach you to make U-turns. Repent means to turn around, to go in a completely different direction from what we have been doing. Repentance, then, is ultimately a gift from God because only God can turn a sinner's heart to him. Reminds us of Luther's words in baptism. We just talked about that. Notice when we read that. It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned. That a new man should daily emerge and arise. This process of contrition and repentance is daily, not just once in our life or once every few weeks or months. Every day we sin against God, and every day we need to tell him our sorrow for our sin. Law and gospel, sin and forgiveness. That's the cycle of the Christian life. That's why we continue to repent and to receive absolution, forgiveness. It's about living the Christian life, not simply knowing the right answers to the questions. This is what God is going to teach us in these penitential psalms. In Psalm 6, David begins by lamenting that it seems that God has abandoned him. He says, O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me, in your wrath. 
law. God is angry with David. And so David prays that God will have mercy on him because he is weak and troubled. So where does that start for you? What does this tell you about God? Well, at first it tells you that God hates sin. And when you and I sin, God hates us. Does that sound harsh? You bet it is. God's law is very harsh. As the psalmist said in Psalm 5, you hate all evildoers. The law doesn't wink at sin. You and I try to wink at sin. You know, we say things like, well, our sin is bad, but we can just ignore it. Or this saying, my cancer isn't bad, it's just on the top of my skin. Would we ever say that? You can't ignore sin. Sooner or later it will dig in and it will do its work of destruction. But we don't like to talk about our sinfulness or even to think about it. We would much rather think of ourselves as pretty basically good people. I'm a Christian. That means all that sin talk is for somebody else. Sin, sin isn't just something that unbelievers have to deal with and address. Sometimes in the church, we get the mistaken idea that sin and forgiveness is for bad people. But Christians just praise God because he's so great. Well, that's a false comparison. The angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner who repents. That means you and me. But there is hope. That ultimately is a message of Psalm 6. God is merciful. He is forgiving. No matter how messed up your life has become, no matter how far down the path of sin you have trod, no matter what nightmares trouble you, what pain you have caused yourself or others, God hates the sinner, but because of Jesus Christ, God loves the sinner even more. He loved you, he loved me so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sins. God hates the sinner. But he took all that hatred, all that wrath and anger, and he piled it on the cross. And there Jesus felt it and died for it. And God's unfailing love is what he gives us instead. Only the mercy of God can turn life around. Only God can remake us in the waters of baptism the old man and the new man. God makes us new in Jesus. God's forgiveness is the gift that he gives us by faith in Jesus Christ. The psalmist says, Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. The Lord has heard our cry for mercy. The Lord accepts our prayer 
he gives us the gift of forgiveness. Amen. And may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.